So, but while they're handing out the gifts, last week, I'm going to tell you what we did last week. Last week, we talked about John 3.16. We said, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave. God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave, gave, gave. He's compelled, motivated out of love, not motivated out of guilt or obligation. He was motivated out of love. Did we miss anybody, Beck, other than Barry, who's still wanting one? Did we miss any children? I want you to notice this. I want you to just take a minute and look at the kids. What are you guys doing with your chocolate? What are you doing? Who's unwrapped it? Who's already eaten it? Who's waiting? Who's holding that gift and just, just let it, well, don't, you don't have to wait. You know, it's fine. It's fine. In fact, it will ruin my message if you wait. So we've got to get you guys to eat that this morning. Because here's the thing that I wanted to bring. I want to bring this back to everybody's mind. God has already given us a gift. God, motivated by love, has given us this incredibly precious gift. And all we need to do is to receive it. Let me say that again. What we need to do is to receive this gift. As we gave out the chocolate to the kids this morning, I noticed that there were some kids who possibly didn't move. Maybe they were embarrassed. Maybe they were shy. Maybe they weren't sure what we were giving out. So they just stayed seated and that's okay. But I do know that all you needed to do to receive that gift was to come. Was to come and to recognise that we're giving a gift and to receive the gift. And all we need to do to receive Christ is to come and to recognise and to receive Him. For it's when we recognise how loved you are and what the motive of His giving was. When you recognise that, you are compelled to come. And when we miss it, and this is where I want to go today, when we miss that foundational first step, when we don't realise that God so loved, we stay seated. We hold back. We wait for him to prove himself. And I'm saying to you guys, he's already proved himself. I want to say to you this morning that God so loved you that he gave his only son. He has done it. When we miss that, we build this kind of concept in our mind that we've got to work for something, that we've got to be good enough for something, that we've, we've got to somehow achieve this gift, and you don't. And we build a poor sense of self and we build this reliance on what we can do and what we can give. But it's only when you first and foremost recognise that he's given and you come and receive. Everyone say receive. When you receive the gift, it's when the circle is complete. It's not complete because there's a gift there. It's not complete because it's been offered. And there's nothing you can do. And if you start nudging each other and going, man, I hope I'm good enough to get the gift. It's not a gift. If you work hard enough to get the gift, then it's no longer a gift. It must be the foundation upon which you build everything else in Christianity. Everything must be built on the concept that God so loved. Everything is built on that concept. God so loved. His motive changed my life. And when we interpret it through some distorted lens, never feeling loved, never feeling valued, no matter how much we do, we will always feel inadequate unless that becomes the foundation for our life. For God so loved. Now put your hands up, kids, if you've already eaten your chocolate. Put your hand up if you're still holding on to it. You guys are weird. Mark 10, 15, I'm going to start with this scripture this morning. It says, Assuredly, I say to you, 
Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will by no means enter it. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will, not, will by no means enter it. You know what? As a child, it's so easy, isn't it? To grasp the concept of gift. As soon as I said that we're giving out chocolate, the kids came to the front. As soon as I said we're giving something out, what'd they do? They got up and they came out and they held out their hands and they said, me, me, me. And that's not bad. But you're giving out a gift and I want that gift. This is going to be fantastic. You're giving me something that I want. So I'm going to come and I'm going to receive that gift. But anyone notice that as we get older, we start to confuse the issue a little bit. As we get older, and here's what I want to do this morning. I want to invite a couple of volunteers to come out. So I'm going to invite, where's my friend Hunter? To come up onto the stage. Come on up, Hunter. I'm going to invite Josiah to come up onto the stage. Come on up, Josiah. Look at this. And I need a beautiful young lady somewhere. So where's a beautiful young lady? I'm going to invite Cheyenne to come up onto the stage. Come on up, Cheyenne. Look at these guys. Now, I want you to come over here for a minute and I'm going to get you to pick these up. These, these things here, just th that. You pick up two of those, please. You pick up two. Cheyenne, you can pick up the bricks. Yep, one in each hand. Do not drop them on your toes unless you have safety boots on, which you probably didn't. I'm glad we didn't bring Zach Green up here. The guy never wears shoes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. See, I was talking to Dan through the week. Where's my friend Dan who was going to do the communion message and then chickened out at the last minute and left me hanging? Thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate it. You've got this vote of confidence from me at the moment. Thank you. But I was talking to Dan through the week and we said, you know, how sad it is that as we get older, as we grow, as we grow up a little bit, we actually don't become more childlike, but we begin to carry our own burdens. We begin to carry stuff and we come to get stuff from God. And here's what I want to do this morning. I want to give you three gifts. So I want you to come over and just take one of the gifts. What? It's going to be... It's going to be challenging, isn't it? What? I just, no, 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 just get, they're there. They're available. The gifts are right there. They're on the pulpit. I've got three of them. Just come and grab, grab. Oh. Why don't you just stand there for a little bit then this morning? Is that too heavy? Are you sure? Okay. Don't drop them. If you drop them, drop them on Josiah's foot, not yours. I want to read from a scripture this morning and we're going to talk about this a little bit, unpack it a little bit. I want you to go to Exodus chapter 4. See, as I was talking to Dan throughout the week, I realised it's not just, not just Dan, Dan and I were having a conversation, but we were talking about how so many people come to God with stuff in our hands. And we recognise that God's giving this gift. He's given us the gift of salvation. It's going to be fantastic. And we come and we go, God, I want the gift. Put your hand up if you want the gift of salvation. Put your hand up if you want to receive Jesus Christ. It's going to be fantastic. But we come with stuff in our hand. And the gift is there. It's on offer. Would it make it easier if you're picking up a bigger gift? Is that what would be easier? No? No, it wouldn't, would it? I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 4. And Moses is talking to God and God wants him to be the gift. He wants him to go in and to rescue his people from the slavery in Egypt. And he goes there and Moses answers him and he says, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not sent you or he has not appeared to you. 
He's so filled with fears and doubts. He's so consumed with the mistakes of his past. He's so consumed with who he is and the failure of a man that he is that he doesn't come to God open-handed and say, what do you want me to give these people? He comes to God with his own baggage. He says, what, what, God, what if they don't? What if they don't receive me? What, what if they don't listen to me? How will they know? He doesn't come like a child full of confidence and boldness waiting to receive from God. He comes with his own stuff. And God looks at him in this story. He looks at him and he says, what's in your hand? We're not going to do this. I need to preface it really carefully. In case you know the rest of the story, Hunter, Josiah, we're not gonna do it, okay? And he looks and he says, what's in your hand? And so they look at their hand and Moses says to him, it's a staff, it's a rod, it's not just a staff, it's not just a rod, it's a shepherd's staff, isn't it? If you know the story, you know that Moses was raised in Pharaoh's palace. He was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. He was raised as a prince. He was raised with dignity. He was raised with strength. And all of a sudden, he got involved in a fight and he killed somebody. And he fled from that position. He fled, fled, flees, fleds, that's a great word, isn't it? He flees into the wilderness. And there he becomes not a prince, but a shepherd. And that staff that he's holding is a reminder of every mistake he's ever made. The staff that he's holding is a reminder of the past that he's still hanging on to that now defines his present and will ultimately define his future. I want you to hear this this morning because there are people in here today who are coming to God and God's going, I wanna give you something that's gonna bless humanity. I wanna give you salvation. I wanna give you freedom. And you come to God to get the gift and you realise that you're still hanging on to Stuff that defined you in the past. Are you getting that this morning? And so what does God say? Do not do this. He says, what's in your hand? And then he says to him, Exodus 4 verse 3, cast it on the ground. Throw it down. Take what's in your hand. That's why I've said don't do it, okay? Take what's in your hand and cast it on the ground. Throw it down. He says to him, would you give it to me? Would you cast it down so it no longer defines you? It no longer shapes you? You don't have to lean on it or depend on it any longer. That past is no longer going to be a part of your present. I want you to throw it down and give it to me. Are you following me this morning? And he says he throws it down and immediately becomes a serpent and he recoils at this. He recoils and he pulls back from his past mistakes. He pulls back from the things that have defined him. And then God says to him, pick it back up. And when he picks it back up, that which is cast down has been changed and transformed. And it's no longer something that defines him, but it's something that'll take him. You know, God doesn't want you to just forget about your past. He doesn't want to just throw it down and forget about it. No, no, no. Those things that you thought made you weak are actually the things that are going to make you strong. Those things that you thought were stealing from you are actually the things that are going to strengthen you into the future. But only if you would lay them down. And when I started to talk to Dan about this, you're like, man, just take a minute and think throughout the whole Scripture. Think through the Bible. Think of all the different times when God has told His people to lay something down. Think of Genesis 22 verse 1, when God appears to Abraham and He says, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, and go and offer him on the hill that I'm going to take him to. I want you to take the son. Why? Why would God ask you to lay down your staff? Why would He ask you to lay down your son? Why would he want you to lay those things down? Because he doesn't want anything else for you to put your trust in. He doesn't want anything else to define you. He doesn't want you to lean on anything. 
He wants you to come to him empty-handed and trust in him and him alone. What about Genesis chapter 12? We're going to put it up on the screen. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to the land I will show you. You know what? When we're not willing to lay things down or leave things behind, we stay stuck. We stay stuck holding on to the past. We stay stuck holding on to stuff that defines us. We stay stuck in one place, unable to walk into all that God has for us. And so the message today, it's real simple. You ready? Message today is what is it that you're holding that God's calling you to lay down? What is it that you're holding on to today? Where is it you're staying stuck today? And God's saying, would you just throw that down? Would you stop carrying that hurt? Would you stop carrying that offence? Would you stop carrying that bitterness? Would you stop carrying that previous relationship? Would you stop carrying all of your father's expectations? Would you stop carrying all your family's expectations? Would you just come to me as a child and take the gift? And we go to him and we're like, okay, we're just like these guys. We go to him and we go, you know, and I kind of go, sometimes it's like, we even get to the point where God goes, I'm just gonna give it to you, it's there. Unwrap it and enjoy it. Go here, unwrap it, enjoy it. Here, here, you know what? Just unwrap it and enjoy it. There you go, it's yours. You got it? Unwrap it, go. Enjoy it, it's yours. It's a gift, it's freely given. There's no strings attached. I love you so much. I just want you to enjoy the blessing that I give you. But we stay stuck. In case you're wondering, is this only in the Old Testament? Can I give you a couple of verses from the New Testament? In Luke 18, 22, Jesus is talking to a rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler says, what else do I need to inherit eternal life? How can I step into all that you have for me? And Jesus answered him in Luke 18, 22. He says, so when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures and come and follow me. What's he saying? Stop trusting in your wealth. Stop trusting in your riches. Stop trusting in your own ability. Sell it. Lay it down. Put it down and come and follow me. The rich young ruler, we know the story, went away sad for he had great possessions. He said to his disciples in Luke 17, 23, 33, sorry, this will keep them on their feet this morning. If you cling to your life, everyone say, if you cling to your life. If you cling To your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you'll save it. If you cling to stuff that defines you, you will never, ever receive the gift effectively. But if you let that stuff down, If you cling to it, you'll never open and operate in the gift that God has for you. If you hang on to your wealth and riches, if you allow your past to define you and become the stick that you lean upon, if you allow your family to define you and become the thing that you lean upon, you will stay stuck. And I feel like God's just saying this this morning to you all. What is he calling you to let go of? For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. In fact, John, sorry, let me go to Luke. No, John, just tricking. John 15, 13, Jesus showed the way. He says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life. 
for his friends. I like this thought. Jesus doesn't ask you to die for him. He asks you to lay it down. He asks you to die for him in laying things down. Things that have held you stuck. Things that have held you back. Expectations. Friends. Family. What is it you're holding on to today? Can we, can we just take this minute? Can you just... Because I think we preach these messages and I'm like, great preaching, Phil, even if no one else thinks so, I think it's a great message. And I talked to a gentleman throughout the week and as we talked through the week, I literally, it was so good. Here's my counselling 101. Don't come to me for counselling. I'm bad at it. But as we were talking, I got him to name the things that he was holding. And as he began to name them, I'm showing you what I did. I grabbed another thing and I just went and gave it to him. You got that? You got that. And we talked about the weight of all the things you carry. You got that still? Imagine if that trapped your thumb. You probably would have said a worse word than Dan said this morning. (laughs) We talk about our family. We talk about the expectations. We talk about the pressures of work. And we talk about the pressures of finances. And each time we talk about it, we just keep adding the weight on. Are you getting that this morning? What are you carrying? What are you holding on to? <laughs> Can we just, come on, let's all applaud Hunter. He's doing really good. Come on. And can we do this? If, if your goal is to carry more weight, then he's doing a fantastic job, isn't it? But if your goal is to receive the gift, then it doesn't matter how much weight he's able to carry. He's still not getting the gift. And so often we can feel good, can't we? I'm picking on you now, Hunter, because I think you're pretty cool. Do a few bicep curls. Check out this. Go, go, come on. It's heavy though, isn't it? All right. How long do you reckon you could carry that for before it becomes too heavy? (laughs) Can you open this? I tell you what, I got $50 in my wallet. If you can open that, you've got 50 bucks. I'm feeling my pretty my fifty dollars is pretty safe at the moment, right? <laughs> what is it you're holding this morning? As as much as I love illustrations that help people get it, I'm asking you, what are you holding? What what are you holding? You know, when I grew up, I, I had very black and white views on the world and I had very black and white views on parenting and this is how you had to do it. And I was holding those so tightly that if I hadn't have gone and discussed it, if I hadn't have taken it to God and laid those thoughts, those ideas, those ideals down, I would never have had the gift of wisdom that God wanted to give me. I would have missed the gift of salvation. Here you go, you can open it now, you're right. 
You want to end your mess? Yeah. <laughs> can I just, can we just give a list really quick? What are you holding? Some people are holding unforgiveness. Still hanging on to bitterness, something that happened when you were a child, something that happened last week. Some people are hanging on to families, ideas, and ideals. You've got to do it this way. You've got to receive it that way. And you hang on to a weight that was never yours to carry. And you wonder why you never enjoy the full freedom that Christ offers you. It's not because he didn't work. It's because you couldn't unwrap the gift while you're still holding on to your baggage. What about sports? Ooh, there's the one, isn't it? You know, I've been the youth pastor here for eight years and then I've been the senior minister for 17 years. I don't think I know everything, but can I give you a couple of things that I've learned? When you sacrifice your Sundays for sports, I've never seen a child come through on the other side better. When you sacrifice your Sundays and you set a habit in your family, this is one of those cringy moments, isn't it? What are you doing? Dude, you've, you don't, don't, don't peek too early. Just hold it for me. Just hold it. I'll let you eat it in a second, okay? I promise. Because he is just showing you a principle that is so powerful. That if you want what God has for you, you need to put it down. If you want what God has for you, you need to put it down. So I'm going to let you guys put it down. <laughs> Why don't you give him a big hand? Come on, let him go. You guys are good. Go on, head on off. <laughs> I was actually impressed how long they carried it for. Can we weed that into this story? How long are you carrying it for? How long are you still going to carry this for? Hunter, you're pretty smart. I didn't even get 24 minutes into my sermon and you decided that's enough. Cool illustration and all, but I'm wanting this gift. Some people carry this stuff for 24 years. Some people are still carrying it. It's why I'm preaching this message this morning. How many things are you holding? How many cares and concerns? And I want to just finish with this this morning. As Dan comes and I'm going to get Dan to come up and bring us around the communion table. And then I'm going to invite the worship team to come and to worship with us this morning. I'm going to invite you, when Dan finishes, I'm going to invite you to come. And just symbolically lay down the stuff you're carrying. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.